When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, back to Proving Grounds 5. I have the Eye of Argonor, which I got last time. Now to deliver it, deliver it to my com, to my comrades. And then, presumably you will be able to unravel Maraxis entire scheme, and then presumably fight the dragon dragon himself. But the thing was, when I last left them, they were in dire peril. So, I don't think it's just, I think it's going to be quite difficult when we get back. So we're going to do the next scenario, a light in the dark. In the scenario. A recap of how your previous encounter ended. Nero steps back. The glow of the firewind portal. It seems to almost melt into the shadows. the chamber. Without looking in his direction again and tightly clutching the eye of Agamemnon, we take a deep breath and proceed into the swirling black vortex. The world about you goes black. For what seems to be an eternity, you tumble through the fabulous black void. Your eyes securely closed around around the eye, and your mind racing. You wonder what awaits you in the cellar of the goblin glow, candle glow in. You pray you are not already too late. Suddenly, the lurid glow of a lighted lantern stabs through the darkness, and you find yourself stepping out of the portal, once again setting foot in the cellar of the inn, the very spot from which you previously exited. With a bright flare, the portal behind you closes. Still somewhat, da- still somewhat dazed from the passage through the portal, you step slowly forward, your eyes scanning the dimly lit cellar for any sign of your companions. In your mind, you vividly recall your last sighting of them as you were tumbled into the portal. As they came under a pack from Trelloc, Ilsidar, the Prithian, you were counting the horrified looks on their faces when you stumble over something lying on the floor. You quickly regain your balance and turn your gaze to your feet, where your eyes fall upon a sight that simultaneously fills you with anger and horror. Stretch across the cold, stone-tiled floor of the incellar, silent and unmoving, is the face-down body of Elaine. And now the adventure continues. 
He immediately dropped her lane size, eager to turn if she is indeed if indeed she is dead. Your fingers are barely brushed against the fabric of worms when the lantern on the table suddenly sputters out, leaving you in total darkness. Swift footfalls and a whoosh of air are the only warning you get of the impending attack. You spring to your feet and spin to the left as a tall, shadowy figure washes at you out of the gloom. Preceding your unknown assailant is the end of his heavy iron wad as he streaks towards your head. Pick a number. Bonus of 56. 20 from agility, 19 from luck, and 17 from unarmed combat. Let's hope that's enough. 143. You nimbly dodge the well-aimed blow and leap back out of the range of any would-be follow-up attack. Thank to have avoided what could have been a fatal strike. Although I don't think it would have been. It would probably have been 20 to 30 damage, something like that. Return to face your shuddery assailant, now standing several yards away across the darkened cellar. The lantern on the table flares to life, casting its wide pool of yellow light across the stone's stone floor of the cellar. Oh dear, that means there are shadows too. The tall, shadowy figure lurking just out the edge of the light grumbles something you can't make out. Suddenly, much to your horror, a group of long shadows sliver out from under the table, breathe about widely before your unknown enemy. Your foe grumbles something, and the long arms of shadow surge across the floor towards you. Okay, no shadows, listen to me. So I can use shadow magic or fortification. Okay, I'm going to use shadow magic. 16 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your mastery of shadow magic. You're able to quell the wiving shadows summoned by your unknown foe. No, you like me best. You like me best. Shadows. The arms of shadows slowly retreat into the deeper gloom and disappear. The lantern sputters and goes out and an inky blackness instantly fills the cellar leaving you with little notion for the location of your unknown foe. Phew, no shadows. Complete darkness, there are no shadows. The cellar is suddenly fully illuminated, and out from the darkness hurtles a broad bolt of lightning. Behind the deadly blast of energy that streaks towards you stands the tall, shadowy figure. His arm outstretched in your direction. Okay, I can dodge or I can use fortification. I'll use fortification. Proceeded. 16 XP to fortification. The lightning bolt smashes into your hastily erected invisible barrier and deflects into the wall on your left, where it leaves a deep gorge in the stone. You could have no doubt that a direct hit would have instantly killed you. With no desire to give your shadowy foe a chance to unleash a second lightning attack, you attack, you leap forward and engage him. The lantern on the table flares to life again, and the shadowy figure steps forward. You prepare yourself to meet the terrifying gaze of Trellock, but your heart skips a beat when the face of Windor appears at the edge of the lamp's flickering glow. You cry out to Windor, praying in the darkness of the cellar, he's mistaken you for an enemy, but he sneers in response and curses at you. It's been long enough with you, he growls, brandishing the long iron wad in his hand with spectacular skill. 
There's no use in keeping up this game. You fight against a power you cannot fathom. His word is now the only one I need, for deep and endless is his wisdom. His way is now the only path I follow, for it will lead us from these shadows. Your heart sinks and your mind races. It is clear. Here that wonder is now under the mind control with Raxa, one of the dragon's wicked minions. For the first time since this dark affair talk, took form, shadow of despair creeps into your thoughts. A strange though not unpleasant sensation suddenly washes over you. You feel momentarily light-headed. A ghostly, greenish glow suddenly stabs through the gloom around you. Okay, time to use the eye. Where is it? Where is that eye? Ah, the eye of Argonor. Right, I'm going to use that. Come back to us, Wundor. Gripping the eye of Argonor firmly in your right hand, you thrust the sparkling emerald out towards Wundor. The emerald glows faintly, and Wundor's eyes widen in terror. Strange sensation surges through you. So the eye's magic goes to work, vying for supremacy against the dark spell firmly, that has firmly taken, took, taken root in its target's mind. Wendell, his eyes wide and his lips drawn into a snarl, raises up his iron wad as he prepares to land a mighty blow upon you. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 47. 10 from Spirit, 20 from Mora, and 17 from Arcania. Let's hope it's enough. Succeeded. 64 XP to General. The Eye of Argamar shimmers brilliantly, casting a brilliant green light over Wendell. He drops his iron rod, rod as his hands spring to his face to attempt to shield his eyes from the glow. He slumps to his knees and gasps. Only a moment later, the light fades. He slowly lowers his hands and looks up at you. No longer are his eyes wild and leering, or his mouth drawn into a snarl. Instead, spreading, ra- spreading, instead spreading rapidly, consuming his pale countenance as a look of anguish and horror. The black spell, spell that holds sway over him is broken. Oh dear. But he's going to realise what he's just done. Wundle staggers to his feet and rushes to Helene's side. By my hand! By my own hand! She does not move! By the All-Father's grace, may she have life! He cries as he kneels down next to her. What have I done? Zoop! Amazed at the power of the Eye of Agmar and the immediate effect it had on Wundle, those mind is clearly under the control of Mo- Was. Was! clearly under the control of Moraxa or one of his agents. It was all to keep the gem close at hand, were it only so well that the need for his powers likes likely to again take form, perhaps sooner than you might hope. Windle raises his grimy tear tear streaked face and sighs heavily. It's a sigh of relief, and instantly the darkness that surrounds you seems slightly less terrifying. See, let lives, he says, gently turning her over. Her eyes are closed, and you note her breathing is shallow. 
She will live. She must. I swear on my wretched life she will. Quickly ask him about the others. Raxar, Ijevskar, Pritham and Trelock. Windle turns to you before the words can leave his lips. Your eyes are drawn to a sudden movement of your white. It proves to be an out, all too familiar, fear-invoking sight. A long shadow slivers off the wall and melts into a pool of gloom, out of which swiftly rises the tall, wild-haired, menacing figure of Twelok. The man who, laying in a self-called the most dangerous man you've ever met, reaches behind him and drags the lifeless body of Horaxa into the light. He hurls the corpse to the side and stands glowing at you. He reached for the eye, hoping to turn its power against the most fearsome of Horax's minions. But the gem is snared from you, you, you by hands of shadow, and swept into the far corner of the cellar. It will take more than trickery to survive me, he sneers. Fret not over the miserable wench, Lindnir, for she'll soon share in your fates. You are fools to nip at the feet of gods. Even the All-Father may one day fear what the Master has become. Wundle leaps to his feet and retrieves his long iron wad. He glances quickly at you, then returns his gaze to the man he once trusted with his life. A man who, beyond all doubt, he now wished were dead a thousand times. I'll tend you here and now, goes Wundle. You grow too bold, old friend. He would, I would have thought such blasphemy beyond even your sunken morals. Now I see plainly there is but one cure for the wickedness that grips you. Yes, it's, it's the eye of Akmar. It's the eye of Akmar. Akmar. With, ang- with anger welling up inside you, you leap forward and stand at Rundle's side, your hardened gaze fixed on Trailtok. Both of you at once... Krellock, his hands sliding to the hilt of his sword. It hardly matters. I'm scarcely able to tell you what's apart. Five hundred and twelve experience to general. And now, this scenario is finished. Uh-oh. For some reason, my laptop is all noisy. Okay, next up is the eyes of Death. But I think a recap of previous how the previous scenario ended. A long shadow slivers off the wall, melts into a pool of gloom, which swiftly rises the tall, wild head, menacing figure of Trelock. The man who Elaine herself called the most dangerous man you've ever met, reaches behind him and grabs the lifeless body of Hanksir into the light. He hurls the corpse to the side and stands glowering at you. He reaches for the eye, hoping to turn its power against the most fearsome Horax's minions. But the gem is stared from you. You by hands of shadow and swept into the far corner of the cellar. It will take more than trickery to survive me, he sneers. Fret not over the miserable wench, Lindor, as, as she will soon share in your fates. You are fools to nip at the feet of the gods. Even the All-Father may one day fear what the Master has become. Windle leaps to his feet 
and retrieves his long iron rod. He glances quickly at you, and then returns his gaze to the man he once trusted with his life. Man, beyond all doubt, you now wished were dead a thousand times. I'll tend you here and now, grows Windle. You grow too bold, old friend. I would would have thought such blasphemy beyond even your sunken bars. Now I plainly see that there is one cure for the wickedness that grips you. With anger welling up inside you, you leap forward and stand at Windle's side, your hardened gaze fixed on Trelock. Both of you at once, grins Trelock, his hand siding to the hilt of his sword. It hardly matters. I'm scarcely able to tell you rats apart. And now, the adventure continues. Yeah, so, uh, sorry about reading that bit twice. Just got into a mood. Windle's voice echoes clearly in your mind. Zoop, make for! His voice disappears and replaces by the sunnest, rumbling, sinister voice of Trelloc. Has the betrayer forgotten that the prey he now... He now settles his eyes upon is not some meek goblin or mindless troll. Let us at least lend some dignity to the end of two rats. Brundle leaps forward. His rod poised to strike Sherlock, but he's suddenly thrust back by a powerful invisible force and hurled into the wall behind you. Sherlock grins wickedly as he watches Brundle weave about in agony at the base of the wall. How quickly all the bravado is tempered, he sneers, lowering his cold gaze to meet your defiant glaze. So, I have, I have some options. I can go to Windle's aid, which will just mean I get attacked by Treyarch. I can attack Treyarch, but he just heal. Heal, or, or I could actually kill him, but he'll just be revived somehow. Or, as Wundle as recommended, I can attempt to retrieve the eye. Wisely ignoring Wundle's plight, you rush forward. You rush toward the corner of the cellar, seeking to close your fingers around the eye of Arglenor, and arm yourself with the one weapon that might help you defeat this most deadly of foes. Predictable! And futile, echoes the sinister voice of Trelock in your head. You've taken less than ten steps when three large shadows sliver off the wall and stretch out across the cellar, blocking your path as they massively rapidly transform into a trio of terrifying, monstrous silhouettes. Three large shadow beasts now stand between you and the eye. With grim determination, you leap forward and engage the foremost of these nightmarish creatures. Okay, I fight a massive shadow beast. The shadow beast wars as it swipes out at you. Keep going at it. Bash it with my mace, and it is slain. Six and speed. The second shadow brief, its broad arms outstretched in an attempt to develop you, slivers forward and attacks. They brazenly fight the massive shadow beast. Shadow Beast wars as it swipes out at you. Then a brutal stroke for a bit of damage. And it is slain. The th- 6 XP. The third Shadow Beast surges forward and attacks. 
It's a massive shadow beam. Ooh, a brutal stroke. It's 13 damage as it roars and swipes out at you. Alright, let's keep it going. Get these beasts out of the way. Got to get to the eye. This one is slain too. The third shadow beast emits a fearsome bellow as it ripples and then vanishes. You're about to dash towards the eye when suddenly a wide pool of shadow appears at your feet. You leap back and assume a defensive stance as Troyok rises up and takes form after the puddle of gloom. A lightning weave gauntlet of shadow materialises on his right hand and he leaps forward, preparing to strike you a savage blow with it. Okay, I've got some options. Fortification, unarmed combat, telekinesis, shadow magic, or I could try to dodge. I'm going to use unarmed combat. Just, yes, used it. I got 30, it succeeded for 32 XP to unarmed combat. You adeptly dodged the strike from Treyarch's shadow painted fist and counter with a swift kick to his midsection. Although perhaps you are aiming slightly lower. The force of your blow sends him tumbling backwards as he struggles to maintain his balance. You've taken less than ten steps when the cellar is suddenly illuminated by a blinding flash of blue light. A wide bolt of lightning erupts out of Treyok's outstretched hand and streaks towards you so I can try to dodge it. Use fortification or shadow magic. I'll use shadow magic. Succeeded. 32 XP to shadow magic. An arc of, sh of shadow peers, peels off the wall to your right and stretches across the cellar, directly in the path of the lightning. The lightning strikes the shadowy arc and runs along it into the wall, where it tears a, a wide gash in the thick stone. Hmm. Yes, yes, okay, so this, light, this proves that the lightning is being conducted by something. It is not, it is not just a, working like a projectile, working like you know, electricity has to be conducted through something so yeah so whenever anyone's emitting times of lightning they're probably spraying out bolts of water and something and channeling or maybe just 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 little little flips of little strings of metal you just throw them around then Throw them out, they hit you, and the lightning goes along it. Assuming, of course, lightning obeys our laws of physics. Which, of course, in this magical world, you can't be sure. You can continue towards the eye. You rush into the corner of the corner, and your eyes immediately fall upon the faintly glowing emerald. Your hand shoots down to take hold of the gem. Before your fingers can reach it, a wide arm of shadow peels away from the wall and seizes the stone. Instinctively, you assume a defensive stance as a massive beast of shadow steps away from the wall, the eye of Argonor hovering in the mist of its inky gloom. Oh dear, it's in the beast! Well, i got to make sure I don't break it in the process as I fight the massive shadow beast. 
Because that would just be just terrible if I broke the eye of Agamor. The Shadow Beast wars as it swipes out at you. Okay, it's, I'm fighting it. But taking care not to smash the eye. And it is slain. 6 XP. The ear, an ear-shattering war echoes off the walls of the cellar as the mighty shadow beast whipples and slowly melts back into the gloom. As the creature of shadow retreats, it releases its hold on the eye of Agamor, and the glittering emerald drops to the floor. The faintly glowing gem immediately begins to tremble. A quick glance over your shoulder reveals Trelloc, standing with his hand, hand extended towards the eye. It's attempting to telekinetically seize it from you. Okay, so I can use my own telekinesis, shadow magic, fortification, or my hands. I'm going to use my own telekinesis. Succeeded. 32 XP to telekinesis. Hastily channeling the power of telekinesis. He focuses on the eye and rapidly draws the size of Emerald up off the floor and onto your outstretched hand. And now I have it back. Woohoo! You assume a defensive stance as Trelloc slowly advances towards you. Clutched tightly in your hand is the eye of Arknamore. Just going to heal first. Yeah. Perhaps your only chance of defeating Rax's most powerful minion. Your best chance of getting out of this cellar alive. Behind Trelock, lying motionless on the stone floor is Windle. Realise that if he is indeed slain, you are the last standing member of the Silver Quest. Except Teak, but he's not here. It is a cold and discomforting thought in the light of the deadly menace now closing in on you in the dark of the cellar. Trelock suddenly throws his arms wide and two small orbs of yellow light appear and burst into a pale glow that dimly illuminates the chamber. Now bathed in the luminescency of summons, Trelloc is at last fully visible to you. It is a sight that simultaneously evokes revulsion and inspires dread. His long mane of tangled black hair weaves like a nest of snakes, half-colouring the shallow Every skin stretched tight across the bones protruding from his gaunt face. Long black claws extend from the tip of his fingers, making you wonder if indeed he is even still human. He's turning behind him, whippling over the, the uneven cellar floor. It's his shadow, seemingly moving independent of his own motions. Despite the overwhelming ghoulishness of his appearance, what immediately draws and horror Holds your horrifying gaze of his eyes. Deep set, solid black, wild and fierce. For a moment you're captivated, and you inexplicably feel as if you're peering through a window to the soul of something far greater and more sinister than rats which is slowly advancing upon you. Suddenly, a strange, but not unpleasant sensation washes over you, and you feel momentarily light-headed. A ghostly greenish glow animates from between the fingers of your clenched hand, stabbing through the glow that surrounds you. I, dear, I fear not the feeble power of that trinket, grows Trelloc, 
as he continues his advance. Because I guess the first thing about being mind-controlled is they mind-control the fact that you're being mind-controlled out of your mind. Or they mind-control your ability to care. Alright, there's only one thing to do. A particular item may be of use here. Um, my sword! I use my mace! No, of course. Of course it's not that. <laughs> no, there's only one. There's only one thing it could be. It's the Eye of Arganor. Use it. At long last, with your fingers gripping it tightly, you thrust the Eye of Arganor towards Trelock. The surface of the emerald shimmers brightly as, the, as, as a faint greenish growl wells up within the heart of the gem. I mean, good job it's so easy to use. <laughs> I mean, it'd be awkward if it turns out I got it, but the manual for losing it was it using it was in another Neverworld dimension, and I had no idea how to turn it on. But I guess it's just magic. Magic is as magic does, and it just reads. It just reads my will somehow, and knows I've got to use it on that guy. Right, picking a number. Bonus of forty-seven. Ten from spirit. Twenty for aura. Seventeen for Macania. Picking the number. One hundred and forty-seven. That's almost as high as it could possibly get. A brilliant wave of green light washes over Trelock, and the hard, cruel expression on his face seems to soften. Effect is lost, however, when a swirling back portal suddenly opens against the far wall. Two shadowy figures step out of the portal and stride towards Trelock. Your heart races when the shadowy figures step into the pale light, revealing the faces of Iskritar and Prithian. Their cold expressions mirror the look that has swiftly returned to Twelock's face. Issachar steps towards you and scowls. Perhaps you ought to let me deal with this one, he says coldly. I've long wished to be rid of this one. Twelock flashes an angry look at Iskwidar, causing him to immediately shrink back and stand next to Prithman. He then orders the pair to, to remove Harker's body from the cellar and return it. To the master. Okay, I'm back. You may return for the West, including this front. The master so wishes, grumbles Trelock. There may be little enough left of this one, though. Both Iswistar and Pritham seem to detest being brought about. It is obvious they dare not balk the command. Begrudgedly obeying Trigot's order, Iswistar and Pritham heft it. Lifer's body off the cellar floor and carry it back onto the portal with them. The swirling vortex closes behind them with barely a whisper. Trelock steps towards you, his face twisted into a hideous sneer as thin tines of lightning appear in Casey's hand. Suddenly, the sneer vanishes, replaced by a placid, almost docile expression. As the fearsome, fearsome look swiftly returns, however, he again steps threateningly in your direction. Again! 
Use this again! Roars the enraged voice now, echoing through your mind. The sinister voice of Trelock. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll use it again! I'll use it again! Just stop yelling at me! The eye of Anganor shimmers brightly, and a bright wave of green light surges forth the heart of the gem. The light flares brilliantly and washes over Trelock. His eyes close tightly, and he collapses to the cellar floor. The light swiftly fades, and you cautiously step forward and bear down on Trelock. His eyes flicker and slowly creep open, meaning bright blue balls, now surrounded by a coarse, unshaven face that you would even dare to call kindly in appearance. Long, thick locks of blade grey hair spill off his head, reaching down to just below his broad shoulders. A faint smile begins to form on his quivering lips, and his, but his eyes suddenly close and his body goes limp. You are about to take hold of his wrist and set, check for signs of light when you catch sight of two shadowy figures rapidly closing on you out of the gloom on your white. So, that finishes that scenario with 1,024 experience to general. Okay. Let's do the next one. The next scenario is... The four. I assume the four are... Zoop, Helene, Wundle, and Trelock. The new League of Four... Alright, begin the scenario. Here's another recap. I'll just skip that because you just heard it about 30 seconds ago. Leaping to your feet, you turn to face the dark shapes now, looming into view out of the gloom on your white. You shrink back in horror as the sight that confronts your eyes. Two tall, robed, skeletal figures float out of the shadows, their fleshless hands tightly gripping the hilts of glimmering long swords. A bright red glow suddenly pours forth out of their hollow eye sockets, bathing you in its eerie luminescence. Without warning, a strange sensation causes your head to swim. It is the unmistakable sensation of a powerful psionic attack, tearing into your psyche. Right, pick a number, bonus of 40. 10 from mind, 20 from spirit, and 10 from aura. Pick the number. 81. You're able to resist and repel the powerful attack on your psyche. Thankful to survive the assault, you draw yourself into a defensive stance. Prepare to engage the pair of robed undead. The two robed skeletons advance upon you, floating across the cellar floor. The soys pours. Swords poised to cut you down. Whispers through your head as their icy psychic fingers tear at the edge of your psyche. Oh dear, it's a robe skeleton. The robe skeleton slashes at you with its sword. And they are later slain. The second of the robe skeletons floats forward. Its glowing red eyes ablaze as it strikes out at you with its long sword. Alright, begin combat with the robed skeleton. He slashes at you with his sword. 
and is slain. 22 XP. The second worm skeleton shrieks loudly as it collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. Much in dismay, two more shadowy snake shapes loom out of the darkness. Inhale sharply and feel a great weight lift off your shoulders. The deep shadow depart from your heart as the familiar faces of Windor and Helene come into view out of the shadows. Both of them seem weak, and they stumble more than once as they move up to you and gaze down upon the remains of the undead. Overjoyed, you step forward and help them help steady them on their feet. Suddenly, a pile of bone and cloth at your feet bubbles and hisses as it begins to rapidly dissolve. Waxer leaves few choices of his handiwork to be found, says Wyndall. Stalkers, says Helene, leering with contempt at the dissolving remains of the rogue skeletons at his feet. Among the poor, more powerful, relentless of the dragon's minions. A ploy of desperation, perhaps, and a bit of bad fortune for us. More of them will come, issues a low but firm voice from out of the gloom. You turn to see the tall, broad-shouldered figure of Strelok. Emerging from the shadows. There is no time for delaying rust. We must wonder why we heed the words of a traitor. It is Windle, regarding Trelock with an icy glare. Your mind may have been twisted by the dragon's power, but you are turned, your heart turned murderous and your soul black. Before his first whisper slipped into it, now come on, you know how powerful the mind control is. It affected you just now. That, and that, well, that was just a little bit of my of on the spur of the moment mind control, not seven hundred years of seven hundred years of mind plumbing. Turok glances at you and shakes his head before returning his gaze to Windle. My old wounds still ache, Lundir, but I only say that you must allow me to allow, allow me the chance to. It only interrupts him with a with a pointed inquiry. And why did you not kill me? she asks, her gaze falling on Trelot. Why did you allow the tours to live? And what of Harkir? Was he not worthy of your mercy? Were it mine to give he would have he would have been. We'll cries Trelock. There are other purposes for the West Hill. We would not wish to know them. You would certainly have cursed my mercy and readily begged for death. Let there be no. Enough Iskridan Prithen, lost. Perhaps rather regretfully. Unless the eye still possesses the power to turn them, or if the other with my undoing, much of its potency was consumed. Then we were at least twice, says Windle coldly. We, we owe them that, if there is nothing else at all. Maxa will be loath to send them again. Says Trelock, shaking his head. He knows all that transpires here. Though he will move against us, it will not be with. Eerily, as if in answer Trelock's word, the crackle of energy fills the cellar, and a dozen swirling black, black portals open on the walls surrounding you. Windle shouts the order, and the four of you fall back to the centre of the womb, pressing your backs together as you wait with bated breath what will come from the inky gates. 
Your eyes scour the spinning vortex for any sign of the arrival of the enemy. You can't help but feel in the face of what appears to be imminent danger. You're in good and capable company. And the one of them is only good just now. What emerges from the portal immediately drives the cold comfort of, the, of that settlement out of your mind. Loud, vile, hissing echoes off the wall as a as dozen the glowing-eyed woe skeletons float out the portals and flood into the cellar. Behind you, the wall, a wall, the wall of sword-wielding undead, now surging towards you. Their massive hulking flames barely able to fit through the vortex from which they are emerging. Step six towering ogres who stare with revulsion at hideous beasts. Those broad, snarling faces are dominated by a single wide eye. Heavy black plates of armour clank as the fearsome Bethimos stomp across the cellar. Suddenly, the voice of Trelock echoes in your mind. Protect the eye! The four of you separate, spreading yourself out across the breadth of the cellar as you prepare to face the enemy onslaught. For some reason, the attack seems centred upon Trelock as he is quickly engaged by a large number of stalkers and three of the ogres. Well, if anyone knows how powerful Trelock is, it's Moraxa and his minions. And they know how powerful he is, is very. Before you can rush to aid to his aid, you spot a pair of stalkers swarming towards you from the left, ahead. Just now emerging from the gloom is one of the massive ogres, his lone eye fixed squarely on you. Rush forward and attack the ogre. Or I could hold my ground and face the two stalkers. Hmm. I'll face the two stalkers. The first of the robe stalkers turns to face you as you approach and swipes out at you with his long sword. You manage to dodge the blow and immediately counter with your own attack. The rogue stalker slashes at you with his sword. With its sword. Oh, oh I, I'm, well, it's late. Oh, I, I missed the special attack. Sorry about that. 22 HP. The second rogue stalker floats towards you, steadily blade, cutting a wide arch which draws to within melee range. Okay, here's the special attack. It's, Sashes you with your sword, and your head feels it's about to explode, as your mind is assailed by the enemy's potent psionic attack. Okay, slashes with the sword. Oh, I just enter into battle range. God, give us a break! You have slain your foe. 22 XP. As the third of the, of the horrific undead menaces draws up, on, up before you. His long sword poised to strike you a crippling blow. It's another robed stalker. Sashes at you with his long sword. Your head feels it's about to explode as your mind is assailed by the enemy's potent psionic attack. Okay, and is slain. 22 XP. A fourth robed stalker emerges from the gloom on your right. And slashes at you with his deadly blade. You leap back, nimbly avoiding the strike, and quickly launch a counter attack. 
It's the fourth rogue stalker. How many stalkers does he have? Slashes with his sword. Ooh, your head feels it's about to explode as your mind is assailed by the enemy's potent psionic attack. And is slain. Just going to battle wage as I do so. 22 XP. The ghastly shriek of the slain stalker echoes throughout the cellar as the horrifying creature slumps to the ground to your feet. Like the others, the stalker's corpse quickly begins to dissolve into a blood-bubbling pool. With only a few moments, nothing remains of the undead tower. A brilliant red glow illuminates the cellar as an arc of fire streaks forth from Helene's outstretched hand and tears through the chest of the one-eyed oak before her. The massive beast drops to its knees and pitches forward, striking the floor face first. The ogre's corpse rapidly vanishes beneath a rippling pool of shadow. You suddenly realise that none of the enemy remain in the cellar. The four of you have survived the assault. Without warning, all of the portals silently close. All save one. Standing together in the middle of the cellar, the four of you intently watch. The lone portal remains open. Windows hail sharply as a thin shadow slivers out of the swirling gate and briefly broadens. A strange feeling washes over you as you can feel icy fingers pry at your psyche. But the sensation quickly departs and the shadow retreats into the portal. Sherlock takes a step forward but Windle places his hand on his shoulder and he stops. The shadow disappears, experiencing impenetrable gloom, empty vortex, and the portal closes. We've done enough to arouse the beast's curiosity says Windor, looking sideways at Trelloc. He realised with growing horror, the thin shadow that just retreated in the portal must Waraxa himself. His best laid plans are still afoot, though he's been dealt a serious blow with the loss of his most potent minion. Trelloc turns to Windor's glance with their glare, but the expression quickly softens into a wise bow. Most potent? High praise indeed, he says. Though, though I would rather you no longer see me as one of his subjects. You did not see me as a friend, Nundria. That I would not ask. For the sake of the woad that lies before us, let all of that keep for now. There is no time for any of this, says Herlandor, glancing over at you, then back to Trelloc window. hundred more ogres. Stalkers come our way next if we linger. Without question, agrees Wendell. The next move in, it, in this game must be ours, and it must be made with haste. And let it begin with this, says Trelock, turning to you with his unturned, upturned hand outstretched. Give me the eye! 256 experience to general, and that is that scenario complete. The next scenario is the village of shadow. That's a pretty hefty scenario so I don't don't really don't want don't really have time to do that one now if I want to stay and do an hour. So okay 
I just gotta hope that he's not secretly evil when he's asking for the eye. Or maybe checking for any mind control in any of us. You know, like, mind control isn't total mind control, but it's something that makes us do something at a particular time. Yeah, some sort of... Some sort of encoding training thingy. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's checking for that, or he's secretly evil. What could he want with the eye? Yes, yes. Well, maybe he's got a plan for it. Anyway, that we will find out next week. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. <laughs>